to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolphins? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and on today's show, we'll preview the roster of the Senior Bowl on the offensive line, and we'll also get into the top five plays this season from cornerback Xavier Howard. All of that and a heck of a lot more from somewhere in South Florida. This is the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. You ever have one of those days we record a about 15 minutes of the podcast without the microphone plugged in. That's what I just did. So take number two here and we kick it off with some quick news. A roster move of the futures variety. Defensive back D'Angelo Ross was signed to a futures contract with the Dolphins on Tuesday. Ross was an undrafted free agent of the Patriots in 2019 out of New Mexico. He spent the 2019 season on IR, 2020 on the practice squad of the Patriots. Then last season with the Patriots played three games, including their wild card game this January. Speaking of the playoffs, three games left on the NFL calendar. We are less than a week out from the Senior Bowl practices. None of the coaching vacancies have been filled. In fact, we got a ninth on Tuesday with the news that Sean Payton was stepping away from the New Orleans Saints. And we're sort of in that on-deck circle of January in terms of the big shoe still to drop with GMs starting to get hired and those vacancies. Now we got to find out about nine head coaching vacancies, including our own. We'll have the staff to announce and all kinds of fun content here on Drive Time, on social, MiamiDolphins.com, the YouTube channel, anywhere else that we are out there in the mediaverse. When the Dolphins do make their head coaching hire, that is still to come. But next week is my first trip to Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. I've been covering the event from Washington State on my television for the last since I can remember and running home to after whether it was college or work to get back and put those those practices up on the TV and watch the pit drills and watch guys go at it and watch the one-on-one passing uh, routes versus cornerbacks and, and defensive backs and running backs on linebackers and all the fun stuff that gives you an idea about how these guys move compared to their contemporaries. But they even that, I mean, as much fun as I, that was and as much as I enjoyed it, it was limited opportunities to watch both teams in their entire practice. So we've got a solid 12 plus hours of practice to break down coming your way on the podcast next week with boots on the ground. And think of it kind of like a training camp edition of the podcast, just talking ball the entire time and really going through my practice notebook. Hope for no range. We can get that done efficiently and effectively. Plus, hopefully we can get some guests there to join us as well, talking about either this upcoming crop of players previous senior bowl representatives that play for the Miami Dolphins. Now we'll see either way. I cannot wait, but that's the idea there in mobile. And so with that, we have some awards to announce here on the Wednesday, January 26th edition of the drive time podcast, your host, Travis Wingfield, or at least to talk about here. I'm sure you've heard this by now, but the pro football writers of America announced their all rookie team. And it features a trio of Miami Dolphins. In fact, three teams have three players on the list. Two teams have three players for offense and defense. The Browns' third player was a kick returner. But for the Miami Dolphins, their first three draft picks all get 
Pro Football Writers of America All-Rookie Team Honors. Jalen Waddle, a receiver along with Jamar Chase. Jalen Phillips, the defensive end along with Quiddy Pay. And Javon Holland, the safety along with Trayvon Merrig of the Las Vegas Raiders. So the Dolphins well represented on the All-Rookie Team. Good things ahead for those rookies in this class going forward. Cannot wait to see how those guys develop and get even better than their very, very, very good rookie season. So... Speaking of awards, after earning all pro honors in 2020, Xavier Howard dips right back into the trophy business as he was named all AFC by the PFWA earlier this week. And with that, we continue our series of top five plays of the season by the individual and we go to the X-Man. And we did Andrew Van Ginkle last week and tried not to focus so much on the splash plays, but with this dude... When there are so many every year, you'd be foolish to go away from it. And with that, we start with the incredible ball skills of Xavier Howard. Number five, is that a wideout or a cornerback? He was going to get the start. Has plenty of time, but is airing it out deep. Ingram is back there in double coverage. And it's a Dolphin takeaway. They're going to rule it as an interception by Xavier Howard. Who's all the way back into giant territory inside the 45 of New York. All right, relax, Chris Myers. Don't get too excited there. In a scoreless game with 252 to play in the first against the Giants, week 13, X and Javon Holland are soft and off about 10 yards off the line of scrimmage in a zone look as Mike Glennon looks to hit a big play. And X, who was kind of playing in the cloud, the curl flat area, he starts to get depth when the football goes in the air and falls right back onto the man who Javon Holland is airtight in coverage with. And quite frankly, I don't think if X picks this ball off, Javon Holland might've had a chance on it, but he never got a chance because here comes X skying right in front of both he and the receiver. High point in that thing, but with the palms turned to the heavens, like you're fielding a punt up over your head. The ball skills, man. It's like Devontae Parker attacking a 50-50 ball out there. Just goes up there and snatches it. Unbelievable ball skills on display again from that dude. Number four, equally ridiculous against the Atlanta Falcons. Where does Ryan go with the football? Blitz his arm. He has a moment. And whoa, did he hang on. Take it away. Ridley had it. Howard does now. And Howard goes into the end zone. But they're going to say he's down after the takeaway. Another interception from Xavier Howard. This time down 20-14 to 14 with 14-15 to play in the game. The Falcons have a third and eight on the minus 23 Matt Ryan gets pressure, steps up out of it, and throws to an open Calvin Ridley right at the sticks for what would be a huge conversion, and it looks like a completion, but the ball's a little bit high and out in front, and as Ridley reaches out to control it and brings it back into his body, X has recovered on the route by that time, gets his hand in there, and just flat out pulls it right out of Calvin Ridley's hands, rolls over on top of him, and is down right there at the 30-yard line. The guy's hands and forearms are essentially the same as Clifford Franklin in the replacements. When they give him the stick'em, the football just somehow is naturally attracted to this dude, and that's just a testament to the absurd ball skills that he possesses. Number three, ball production's more than just INTs. Xavier Howard finds a way to get the football on the ground a lot, this time to preserve a season-opening victory. Third different one that Pats have used today. First and 10, Harris. And there may have been a fumble. The Dolphins have it coming. Oh my goodness, a turnover and the second fumble by the New England 
running core today, and it is Miami's pole! Oh, what a play! Howard dug it up! With 17, or with 3.35 to play, rather, a 17-16 game. Patriots have a first and 10 at the plus 11-yard line, just 11 yards from a touchdown. Both teams with all three timeouts. The best case scenario here, right, is three stops, three timeouts, they kick a field goal, and you get two minutes with one stoppage to put together a field goal drive and win the game, right? No, there's a better scenario. The one where your all-pro corner condenses into the box with a wide out who has motioned into a nasty split in tight to the formation. The run comes right at him. You've got Baker and Rowe coming off blocks to get hits on Harris, and then X goes in face first into the fan with the hand on the football, claws that thing out, and falls on top of it. And then Tua hits Parker on first and 14 after a holding call to set up second and inches. Then Miami converts and puts the game away on offense. Xavier Howard gave him that chance. Big-time players, big-time games, big-time plays. And speaking of, number two, it's another fumble, and this time he runs it back for six. They go there, and it's broken up. It's called a catch and fumble, and returned by Howard. In and out of the hands of Sammy Watkins, and Howard is in for the touchdown. Third and 10 with 11.38 to play in the game. Ravens ball on the minus 42-yard line. Miami nursing a six-point lead, and they send seven after quarterback Lamar Jackson with zero coverage, all playing right at the sticks. And the slant is complete right under Xavier before he breaks on the route to the sticks. As Watkins puts his head down and tries to find the line to gain, you see X's upfield hand kind of wind up and punch directly on the football and contact, baby. It comes out. Then he gets to his feet, scoops it, and shows his quarterback skills that he learned back in high school by running 49 yards, weaving in and out of traffic, getting huge blocks from Justin Coleman and Emmanuel Ogba, Brandon Jones, and Javon Holland. And now it's a two-score game on a night where the defense is playing lights out. Speaking of turning the lights out, X damn near did that in the season finale against the Patriots on the opening drive. We go right back to the interceptions with number one and a touchdown to put a bookend on the season. Jones from the gun, third and two, it's picked, intercepted, Howard, and he's in for the pick six. Our last one here, our number one play of the year for Xavier Howard, a third and two in a 7 nothing ball game with 6.15 to play in the first quarter, and X does what he does so well, where he can disguise his coverage by flashing press man, flipping into a zone turn, then turning a vertical route upfield free against an offense that wants to get the ball out quickly and in rhythm, and he jumps a little hookup route from the slot. The number two receiver jumps right in front of that thing, puts a move on Mac Jones, and it's a Marshawn Lynch celebration into the end zone. High-level cornerback play. It reminded me of a pick against Justin Herbert and the Chargers last year when he showed man almost all game long, then flips to a cover three look and drives on the route with eyes on the quarterback. What a playmaker, Xavier Howard. His top five plays of the season all of the takeaway variety. Let's finish up our last break here and then go ahead and get to the Senior Bowl offensive line notes as we take a look at the Big Uglies up front here next on the Drive Time Podcast. It's a Wednesday, and that means we are one week away from day two of Senior Bowl practices kicking off on Tuesday in Mobile. And we pick this back up with a group I'm sure a lot of you will be interested in in the offensive line with the American team. 
and we kick it off with the defending champions, the Georgia Bulldogs, and a pair of interior offensive linemen, and we kick it off here with Jamari Sawyer from the Bulldogs. You want to talk about some pelts on the wall. Despite a few flags in the college football playoffs and the SEC championship game, this guy scored wins. Like, if you want to score like a boxing match, he probably won 12 to 10 on most cards against David Ajabo from Michigan, and that's a top 15 pick this year, and Will Anderson who's probably the number one pick in the draft, Sands, a quarterback next year. That's a five technique and a true outside linebacker rusher. So two different types of players, two great pedigrees, two good games from this beast of a tackle. But that said, he's built like a house and projected probably by some to move inside. And also that said, the time at tackle really proves to you how well he moves, especially when you do kick him inside, plus build, plus movement. Not too bad. His teammate, Justin Schaefer from the Bulldogs, they make him big down there. Six foot four, 330. Stop me if you've heard this before. A Georgia interior offensive lineman with a punishing mindset and the sheer power and density to inflict that punishment on unassuming defenders at will. He's heavy-handed, violent puncher, second level, second level ability. And if he can put all the tools together that he has and kind of really define a couple of elite level traits, he could become a really good player at the next level. He certainly has it within his capabilities. Darian Kennard from Kentucky, Kenyon Green of AM, and Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa are not going to Mobile, but that's the class that Kennard operates in as far as some of the, the draft Knicks have it stacked right now. He was a right tackle at Kentucky. He could play there, but some teams will certainly have him as a guard convert. Experience, nasty, nasty mean streak, fluid in his shuffle to kind of close space in pass pro, but also a skip pull or reach block and into his pass sets as well. Some of the best drive blocks you'll see on tape this entire draft cycle. Max Mitchell from Louisiana, big Rob's college. Rob Hunt's college teammate, 40 games played there at UL, and they've risen into a program that's that's spending plenty of time on the top 25 rankings and even some big non-conference wins there with Iowa State and playing against the Texas Longhorns this year as well. He's played some really good competition in those games and showed you his athletic ability, impressive and pass pro, and his ability to operate from a variety of pass sets. He's a high upside tackle to anchor a team's passing game. Dylan Parham from Memphis. I'm intrigued here because this guy plays with really sound functional strength to kind of lean into a block, whether it's a drive, a chip, or a double, staying on balance, keeping the feet active and get to the next task, get your checklist done. He's light, and that's where some mass addition, got attack on mass, and some development have to happen, but he looks to me like he has the goods to play the position. How about Braxton Jones out of Southern Utah? Well, when you go to the Senior Bowl, there's always going to be some guys you have not seen, and Southern Utah's Braxton Jones is one of those guys for me. Cade Mays from Tennessee. Some interesting facts here about Cade Mays. Former five-star playing at Georgia where it's power, and then to Tennessee where it's more zone. He started games at every spot but center in his career. He's 325 pounds and plenty of tape where he drives his man into the turf. Grip strength, powerful punch, real phone booth mauler type. Rarely do you see him fall off block, something I hope to see more of next year for the Miami Dolphins. Chris Paul from Tulsa played both guard spots and some right tackle. Length, athleticism, first step quickness, that kick slide can cover plenty of ground. He can really mirror. I would love to watch him in the rabbit drill in Indy if they still did that. I don't believe they do, but he can certainly change directions quickly, which is a big part of playing offensive line. Spencer Burford from UTSA. Ready for this line again? Haven't seen him play. 43 games, six foot five, a hair under 300 pounds. UTSA had a dominant season behind a strong running game and due in large part to their first ever five-star recruit in Spencer Burford. That has my curiosity. If he kicks ass in Mobile, 
it'll certainly have my attention. Next, Lakita Smith, guard from Virginia Tech. Going to be curious to hear his measurements. He's got a very thick lower body build, but he's not super long. Former tight end and the athletic ability that suggests that that translates pretty well. Natural knee bender. You know, he's not going to kind of fold back at the waist and get lose leverage and lose position. And he plays the position super aggressively at six foot three, 320 pounds. I think he probably could carry some more up top as well. At guard, also Luke Fortner from Kentucky, 33 straight starts, six foot six, 300 pounds, second level ability, position versatility, captain, smart technician, all the superlatives with a five year, uh, five year super senior there at Kentucky. National team, Zion Johnson from Boston College. Among the offensive guards, he's up there, or I should say interior, he's up there with Kenyon Green if he stays at that position, Tyler Linderbaum, the top center on most people's boards, and Darian Kenyard from uh, from Kentucky on most of the boards is the clear-cut top four interior offensive line prospects. Consider me a fan. Three seasons a starter, one at tackle, and you want to talk about mean, aggressive play, that's Zion. <clears throat> he's smart, technically sound, as they tend to be in that Boston College offensive line group, the two Lindstrom bros and now him on the interior offensive line last three or four years. He's the kind of guy that if you really want to help your quarterback have clean interior pockets, take him and don't look back because he's pretty good in pass pro. Andrew Stuber from Michigan, massive people mover, six foot seven, 338 pounds, wide base, gains leverage with sound hand placement. He can seal and wall off an edge like nobody's business. Good burst out of his stance for a dude that large, but he also plays patient. You're not going to see him playing out over his skis and lunging a whole lot. Speaking of large, Daniel Falele from Minnesota. <clears throat> I love this guy's game. One of my favorites in the class for the absurdity of playing with that quickness and nimbleness that he does at 380 pounds. Did you not hear that? 380 pounds. Certain things in a player you can't teach, and he has them. To play at that skill set at that size is is rare. The best part is that he's still refining all those raw traits. He's a former rugby player with just three seasons experience of football, all on the collegiate level with the Gophers. Row the boat, go, go, Sky Yuma. And as is the case with any player, coaching is always crucial, but if Alele develops all of that potential, he's got as much upside as anybody in this class. Speaking of high draft picks, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. You want to talk about another international player who plays with a mean streak. This guy came came to CMU from Austria to play tight end, and that's evident as well by the movement skill you see in his game. From 230 to 300 at no cost of his athletic ability, tacking on 70 pounds of sheer mass, which also pairs well with an inherent, how do we phrase this, a little bit of a psycho trait to his game. He plays balls to the wall. I don't know if you guys watched that Sun Bowl, but he kicked my Washington State Cougs ass up and down the field all game, getting out in space and blowing up defenders. That wide zone at Central Michigan, he was an anchor to it uh, up there with the Chippewas. Matt Wallet-Zeko. From North Dakota State. Hope I got that right. Haven't watched him. Six foot seven, three oh five. Something of an offensive line factory this days. These days with the Bison. Billy Turner, Dylan Raddance. Huge frame, size, and strength. I'm excited to get a look at his game as both those two guys went on to have good pro careers, or at least Raddance is getting his feet wet right now. I should say. <clears throat> Marquise Hayes from Oklahoma. Six foot five, three twenty four. He tosses dudes out of the club with the strength the core strength, the upper body torque, and he can lean on defenders and get displacement in the running game. Abe Lucas, go Cougs, Washington State University. I remember being so blown away by the size of Tristan Wirth's legs and like his quads and hamstring the entire thigh area when watching him at Iowa a couple years back. 
Lucas has similar tree trunks and he's comfortable in his set with good core strength and flexibility. He's a good bet to get surge in the running game too with that sheer size and power and technique. He's not going to blow the doors off the testing in Indianapolis, but the way he moves when you actually watch him play football, it's evident he's a good player, smart, massive, nasty technician from WSU. Cole Strange from UT Chattanooga, haven't seen a game, 44 game starter, 41 at guard, two at tackle, one at center, and from what I read from people I trust the most, the power he plays with is pro ready. Can you get him up to speed on the rest of the game as well? Luke Gadecki, another one of these central Michigan Chippewas, another guy that beat the crap out of the Cougs in the bowl game. You know, I mentioned Raymond's ability to stay on blocks. That's what his teammate Gadecki does too. Glued to blocks, natural flexibility in the knees and ankles and the back to kind of absorb the power rushes and drop that anchor. Another one of these former tight ends. He played 10 games at tackle and 25 at guard. Squatty body, plays the game the right way, plays hard. I like these Chippewas at the Senior Bowl game. And then Jatire Carter from Southern University, Cannot sit here and tell you I've ever seen Southern play. Former Hooper with the footwork you'd expect from a basketball player, person from other reports. On Friday, we're going to cover the defensive line and linebackers. Monday, we'll do the DBs. We have more top fives coming your way. And then a bit of a change after that. Next week might be a four podcast week with boots on the ground in Mobile. I think it'll probably go Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but do not hold me to that. We'll see how it goes. In the meantime, That's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins. And check out the Fish Tank Podcast. Might have yours truly coming in the tank here pretty soon. Check out the YouTube channel as well as MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up. Caroline, Daddy is coming home.